Welcome to Bygone Geek. Loading another awesome episode in 3, 2, 1, launch. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? There's something very important I forgot to tell you. Come with me if you want to All right, Bygone Geek fans. In today's episode, we're shoving into overdrive. We may ignore the hard deck and buzz a few towers. I warn you now, it's going to be dangerous. But don't worry, because David and I will be your wingman. All right, David, I got my Hawaiian shirt. I got my aviators. I wasn't dumb enough to shave my beard into a mustache. I got to manage expectations. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to look like Miles Teller. <laughs> but I'm super pumped for today's Top Gun episode. We're going we're gonna to bounce back and forth between the first Top Gun and the new Top Gun Maverick because it's just, it's so great to see this nostalgia reinvigorated almost 40 years later. So how do you feel about talking about Top Gun today? How do I feel? I'm feeling the need, the need for speed, my man. And you're right. Like the one thing, if I was going to look like Miles Teller, it would, it'd only be the mustache. Like I mm-hmm. can't shave a six pack on me or those other good looks that he has. I just look like a guy with a, with a bad mustache. I think I'm closer to like maybe Goose's body. Uh, the, but I, I saw somebody online. I won't even take credit for it, but I can't think of who it was. It was a meme or something where they said, to all the men out there, after you see Top Gun Maverick, don't shave your don't shave a mustache because you're not gonna look like Miles Teller. You're gonna look like Farva from Super Troopers, and I'm like, that's accurate. Yes, what you think you look like, what you actually look like. Yeah, yeah. And I also drive a 2007 Camry. So as you know, when people see the YouTube of this, both E and I are rocking our aviators, but like. I've got two car seats in my car, yeah. a 2007 Camry that's tan colored. Like my <laughs> aviators aren't leveling me up as yeah. what I think they are, you know. But you, have, you know, you can ramp it up a little bit if you just do the hand signals at a stoplight. <laughs> You know, with the aviators on, you look at somebody and you like then take off real fast. <laughs> yeah. I also live in a, a small town. So like the four cars that are out on the road with me too, you know, it, it feels awesome. It, it is great. <laughs> and I am, I have been, you know, introduced uh, Harper to, to Danger Zone. It's like, okay, you got it. I know she had, I can't see Top Gun yet, mm-hmm. um, but she, she can listen to the music and man, that music mm-hmm. still holds mm-hmm. and it's still like um like a pump-up song you know it just gives you those goosebumps it gets you ready yeah but i feel yeah. like the gong that's just like the, there's so many parts of this the, both of these films that yeah that music it's just real mellow and then you got the craziness of danger zone like yes. it's just yeah i uh it, it's just every part of this is just so nostalgic and so fun um so i wanted to kick things off with a fun question okay if you could pick your call sign, if you were a pilot, what would your call sign be? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> it has, <laughs> I, as, as, as much as I want to be like, you know, codename Snake Eyes or something very <laughs> like sleek and stealthy, you know, uh, it'd probably be one of my nicknames. Um, 
<laughs> Codename Chocolate Bear. <laughs> uh, which don't worry, it's not a microaggression. I I don't. It's something that's a, a loving term. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that would that would be mine. Uh, uh, what about you? I I was thinking about this and I went through a whole bunch of different stuff and I'm just like uh, Skynet's a little too cheesy, a little too on the nose. <laughs> yeah. But I I thought the name Flashback. Um, when it comes to bygone gig, I'm like, that's a sick one. I yeah. Like that. And especially if you're like, you're very skilled, it's like, you can have zingers where it's just like, you know, you're flying, you just dominate everybody like Maverick and you, they have flashbacks to pilot school because they're inferior to your pilot skills. Oh, yeah. I love it. And then on your, on your jet, you know, there's always like, um, like a, like a slogan or something, you know, flying by the past yeah. or mm-hmm. flying by the future, something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love that flashback. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, can I change my <laughs> <laughs> flashback and chocolate uh, bear coming at chocolate you? Chocolate <laughs> bear. Always holding chocolate. Ah, oh, man. So I Your canopy's to... just smudged with chocolate sticky fingers. You <laughs> <laughs> can't see. Um, I talked about, you know, I can't show neither of my girls yet this movie, but um, do you remember when you first saw Top Gun? The interesting thing is, is I had no recollection of this, but my aunt actually. Probably a couple months ago, before we had even thought about this episode, I think we were talking about Top Gun Maverick. And she brought up when I was like two or three years old. So this was like 87, 88. Um, So yeah, it was, I don't even think it was 1990 yet. She said that she had Top Gun on VHS. And when she was babysitting me, (laughs) we watched Top Gun. (laughs) And, and like, I have no recollection of it, but I'm just like, cool points to my aunt (laughs) for putting in Top Gun before like the age of five. Like I, I, I can't recall that obviously, because it's too young, but I did, I did watch this a ton all throughout the nineties. I feel like it was one of my first exposures to Tom Cruise. Okay. It, I think it was one of the main reasons why I had an F-14 model hanging from the ceiling in my bedroom. Oh, like sick. the wings expanded just like in the first movie. Um, well, I guess and for the second movie for that matter. Um, but uh, yeah, I was just obsessed. I had so many. If you gave me a G.I. Joe or an action figure or something, I was over the moon. But if you gave me a model airplane, I was yeah. just like, holy smokes, this is amazing. I, I love that. I think we were all, though, everyone listening, with your aunt showing that movie to you at a young age, it wasn't for her love of fighter pilot, fighter scenes, <laughs> jet fights, you know. I think she loved Tom Cruise. It was the volleyball she scene. She loved the volleyball scene. <laughs> it was Val Kilmer. Kilmer. Exactly. It was all the, the chiseled jaw lines, you know, yeah. <laughs> the that's Holy like... Trinity, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Uh your aunt's babysitting again and she's brought Top Gun uh, and you're like, all right. And she's like, all right. <laughs> she had a VHS copy of it in her glove compartment in her house, <laughs> like all over the place Just everywhere. for emergency Just use, over. break the glass and, and play Top Gun. <laughs> I, I love that too. You know, we've talked about toys and, and other things and I don't know if we've really, you know, dug into other things like model cars or model planes. Now you talked about having an F, F-14 so I and I think you might have said this. Was it like on a string hanging from your ceiling? Yeah, and just kind of you know you could it could fly around um, or yeah. you know be displayed like that. Did when you I was, make these? Yes. Or build them? Okay. Yeah, I think it is the brand. I think it's Revel or Revel. I can't remember how it's pronounced. 
But like those were, yeah, they, like they had different difficulty levels for you oh, to build yeah. like the amount of pieces and it required glue or if it was snapped together. I only ever did like the hardcore glue together ones. You have to cut out the um, the decals and soak them in water and slowly transition them onto the plastic. Like this it was... doesn't this doesn't shock me knowing you <laughs> and like your process and like your attention to detail and like the the way you just like to view and design things. Yeah. I'm not shocked that you loved the extra just detail that these things took and like you have to take your time with it. Yeah. Um, and I can I can watch young Eric. I can see him smoothing out yeah. decals and, I, you know, just building these things with such precision. Um, do you know how many you ended up like making or having? I feel like I had at least a dozen yeah. different airplanes at at, at all times, like I, f I remember having an SR-71 Blackbird, uh, the Stealth Fighter, I feel like it was a huge one in the 90s. So many movies had the Stealth bo the stealth Fighter in it. That was the black like, triangle. Like, yeah. Yes. It looked yes. like something Batman would fly. Like, it just yes. looks sick. Um, but Does yeah, I had that. Yeah, it's already black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I loved I loved all of that stuff. Did, did, were you at all into models or aviation stuff as a kid? Um, I was definitely like into this, and I think you, you and I both share this love too, like the space program. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember going to uh, space camp and things like that. Um, but you went to the real space camp? Well, not in, I don't know if the, what would be classified as, like that's the one in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I went to the one in Alamogordo, New Mexico. Um, Still, that's I mean, awesome. Pretty legit. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. But like, so I liked like bottle rockets and, and mm -hmm. those things. I did have planes. I think I was more a feet on the ground kind of kid, though, like Hot Wheels, things like that. Um, but I do remember, and even, even now, though, like the look of a fighter pilot. Yeah. There's something just so cool about them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 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 the way I've seen, you know, ever since the second movie has come out, Top Gun Maverick, people are posting like photos of of their parents, mm -hmm. or maybe that that the, the their grandparents who were the top one percent in Top yeah. Gun, yeah. and they look it, yeah, like they they're do. wearing the short short shorts, and they've got the real aviators, and they're chiseled, and they yeah. just look sick. Um, so I think I've always just loved the that image, that that feel of Air Force or Navy, and the, these these jet fighters, yeah. Yeah, I I a hundred percent agree. There, I I feel like most of the time when you come across, because most people don't realize um, that when it become when you like to become a pilot like that and to fly a machine that's tens of millions of dollars, <laughs> like that, like that's rarer than being an NFL player. Yeah, <laughs> like that is that is the elite of the elite. And so I think that that's what's cool about Top Gun, is it exposed to the public back in the eighties and now in present day how unique and amazing and skilled you have to be um, to be able to get that position. And I and I think that, I don't know, I think that that's something that that's why in the first Top Gun and especially in Top Gun Maverick, it's so edge of your seat. You're yeah. so invested. The intensity is through the roof. Like they did a good job just like depicting, I can't even comprehend flying around in a plane at the speed that they do. Um, and you have somebody on your tail shooting a missile at you, like you, yeah. you gotta be such a, like, yeah, such a level headed, cool person that doesn't get anxious very easily. That's absolutely amazing. And I think that, I don't know, I feel like Tom Cruise embodies that so well, Yeah, <laughs> like he's just, he's so good at it. So can you, can you recall when you first watched the original Top Gun? 
I went, I, I, you know, I should preface this. Like, you know, I don't, people can obviously, you know, actors versus the characters they play. Mm -hmm. I feel like Tom Cruise's characters and movies are what I imagine would be like a five-star restaurant would be like. Mm -hmm. Or when you have a chef's course and each dish keeps getting better and better. Mm -hmm. I've always loved Tom Cruise's movies. I think they are just amazing and he puts so much work into these things for us the fans mm-hmm. um so we walk out of the theater ready to walk right back in again and yeah and see absolutely it again. um and so i was a about just always loved tom cruise i went through a phase and the people who who are in albuquerque new mexico will know this place and i think i've talked about it before but hastings was like our big movie place i remember just going to hastings and buying every tom cruise movie i could mm-hmm. top gun cocktail risky business all of them yeah. All those 80s, early 90s. And, uh, you know, I probably didn't see Top Gun until I was a little older, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't quite remember when, but I just remember. And even and the, another movie that holds up in Cool Factor of just like you're right. You're glued in right yeah. away. The the scenes, the music, that fog coming off the runway. Yeah. You know, it's just like you're you're. No pun. You're strapped in. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, you're ready to go. So I've always loved Tom Cruise, and I think, and I know we're gonna talk. We're talking both these movies. We'll get to Top Gun Maverick a little bit later, but like, I just have to say again, masterclass of a movie. Yeah, nothing, yeah. no false note anywhere. And I think, Mr. Cruise, you put that attention. I know you're listening. You put that attention to into these movies like mm-hmm. you go above and beyond i feel like he sits in the editing room i feel like he's yeah giving notes but he's a mat it, people might see that as arrogant or cocky but if you're good at what you do yeah it's like michael jordan you you want him on every part of the plan absolutely you know yeah so. i i 100 agree i feel like we i feel like master classes is a, is a great way to put it because you don't get the outcomes of these movies like to translate this intensity in the way in which they did the first movie, which was one of a kind and first of its kind too, to then doing the second one that just like completely took the flying and the cockpit stuff like to a whole different level. Um, to translate that like intensity that it must have taken to do those the filming of actually tearing around in jets and putting actors' lives on the line, like yeah. that was really happening. And I feel like that's why that, anxiety and the excitement was transferred straight to the audience is right. is that we know the investment that was taken uh for it and i did i i loved that about even top gun maverick of that it started straight out of the gate with tom cruise sitting in a director's chair telling you hey man we did this for you we yes. waited and we hope you enjoy it and i was just like oh snap like this is gonna, <laughs> this is gonna be so good um like he knew like i feel like for even him to sit on this for two years throughout the, you know, the whole pandemic and stuff right. to then finally put it out. I just feel like it was just this perfect timing to show people, oh, this is what, I forgot what it was like to be in a theater. This is what a blockbuster feels like. Um, yes. It was just so, so good. An action star doing what he does best. And it, he makes everyone better around him, yes. I feel. Because yeah. the rest of the performances were amazing as well. But if you remove Tom, Mr. Cruz, then it's not the same. And yeah. what was it? It's it's Yes, you're right. Two years of the pandemic postponed this movie, right? Mm-hmm. But also, what, 30 years in the making? Yeah, more than 30 years. I don't years, even yeah. remember getting a, a sequel that 
long after. No. I mean, well, you know. yeah, it, it's that's a very that's a very good point because I think it's actually thirty six years wow. after the fact. That's like, wild. Yeah, because uh, it's just it's mind blowing because I think eighty six was the first was the first Top Gun, and I yeah, it's astonishing. Like it could have gone so wrong. Like it's yeah. like they have almost 40 <laughs> years of like nostalgic investment from people. Like right. it could have blown up in his face. But the fact that, yeah, he he took it to this level. And I still think as of today, it has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like that's astonishing. Like well, then those other 3% need to go rewatch it. Yeah, seriously. Hear <laughs> their lives uh, out. Yeah. Uh, he's And that's what's crazy. And let's be real, Mr. Cruz, in 36 years... You've jumped a couple couches. Uh, you've had some interesting <laughs> interviews, you know. Um, but I think there's um, just, like you said, a nostalgic feel. And people are like, well, we'll give this a chance. It's yeah. it's Top Gun. And I think, like I said, the first one still holds up. But I'm. it's amazing what technology and what they've been able to do now and put these actors in, in safe, real-life stunts. Yeah. But, like... This wasn't just um, a money grab. No, no. This truly and, and, and felt he could have like done worth it. 36 years. Yeah, yeah, he could have done, yeah. Honestly, this could have been maybe Top Gun 6. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But like, this was, this to me felt like um, a haymaker uh, of a sequel, but it's also its own movie. Yeah. If that makes sense. But I, it's well yeah. worth the wait visually. Yeah. Just, and just... If if you thought if you haven't if people haven't seen it and they thought the first Top Gun you're on the edge of the seat which we were this one you feel like you're in the in the yeah. cockpit with yeah them, absolutely you know? well and be <laughs> be forewarned this will be filled with spoilers people it's one of the reasons why we, we waited it. like more <laughs> you know so long to put this out is we wanted to talk about it to as many people as possible who have seen Top Gun Maverick. Um, so yeah, like it, it, it's, it made me realize, because uh, I had seen the original Top Gun, I mean, I would say at least 20, 30 times over the sure. years. And going into Top Gun Maverick, I did a rewatch of it like the night before. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, like it's just like, I feel like for even people who, like you were saying, it wasn't until you were a little bit older that you saw the original Top Gun. But I wouldn't be surprised because you knew who Tom Cruise was, if you saw him as Maverick, you would be like, oh, that's from Top Gun, like sure. I, without even seeing it. And I feel like that's what's amazing about this character yeah. is that, yeah, when you see Tom Cruise in a flight suit, like in Aviators, you're just like, oh, that's Pete Mitchell. Like that's, this is Top Gun, like that's Maverick. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I think in the first movie, it, that was established so quickly that you're like, oh, this is, this kid's cocky. But he deserves this cockiness um, because he's clearly good at what he does. And because um, I feel like we're introduced very early on in the movie of just like buzzing the tower, that he's a, re a rebel, he's a maverick, he fills out that name. Um, and I love that, you know, it, that we have the additional retro nature of having Principal Strickland as that <laughs> commanding officer in the yeah. beginning. You couldn't ask for a better guy to read the riot act to yeah. Tom Cruise. It was just so good. <laughs> I feel like they. Well, so this is eighty six. Mm -hmm. uh, there, they, they. I don't feel like there was um, staff going around spraying Mister Strickland with uh, like a water bottle. <laughs> I feel like he's just naturally sweaty. Yeah, and like super. They're all super sweaty. Yeah. in this in that movie. I, I feel like I noticed that even as a kid. 
that I was just like, what? yeah, they're all so shiny. Like the whole movie, they're just so shiny, so sweaty. And I, all I can think is like they either filmed it on a very hot part of summer or the battleships that they were on were just so don't hot. have air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, or yeah, you had like a team of dudes that were just constantly misting <laughs> everybody. <laughs> they, they were glistening. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I agree, you know, and I think that's, again they could have done that nostalgia in such a poor way but the way he grabs his aviators and throws on that leather jacket hops on that motorcycle it never felt cheap it recaptured what we loved about the first top gun and i have to say too i meant to start with this talk about you and i love the 80s and 90s and i'm probably more on the 90s just because i'm like I don't know, 20 years younger than you. <laughs> I, when you <laughs> give say me an old man burn while I'm drinking water, I see how it is. <laughs> that was Metamucil. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I, uh, wouldn't you say, though, Top Gun is one of those cl- classic 80s? Oh, absolutely. It's that bill to a T, right? It yeah. is so perfect, 80s. Um, and I think I was having these comparisons to like best of the best. Mm hmm. There's just certain things about '80s movies that ha- they all have them, mm-hmm. um, but this had it in a in a just a jet fighter cool cool way. Yeah. Um, and I I think Maverick Top Gun Maverick captured that, but also also made it feel like 2022. Yeah. Um, yeah. in an interesting way, but it still had the love and and whimsical nature of an '80s um style, not style, but you know like the feel. tone. Yeah. Yeah. The tone. yeah the tone and the yeah. feel of it. I, I agree. And I think that that's why, I mean, I feel like, folks, it was within like five minutes of me seeing this movie. I don't even think I was in the parking lot of the theater yet that I <laughs> tried to FaceTime David that I'm just like, we need to do an episode on this. This was absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, I was just over the moon about it. And I think that that's um, uh, like for anybody who's listened to our past, you know, the 23 episodes prior to this one with this being the 24th. Um, we mainly do talk about nostalgia and the past, but I think that this was such a phenomenal tribute to the I- the iconic nature of that first movie. Yeah. And, and like you said, took it to a whole new level um, and made it feel modern, but still had those callbacks that were so 80s. Yes. Like, and it wasn't, you're right, it wasn't cheesy, it wasn't forced, it didn't feel like a money grab. Uh, it didn't feel like fan service. It felt like, oh no, like this is this is necessary. It is a Top Gun movie. We need to have, you know, a piano singing scene. We need to have, yeah. and you know, plus we need it's to. Goose's son. I mean, yeah. that could have been so lame. It could have been. There's could've there could have been. been a lot of lame things because, and I don't, I say that because we've seen them in other sequels that come off as lame, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's why it's very rare that the sequel is better than the first, you yes. know, um, or even close to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so it's it's not to say, Mr. Cruz, we thought you'd do a bad job. It's just hard to do. Yes. And with 36 years in the making and with, you know, is this still going to hit the the notes we want or, or is it a, a money grab? And is that, you know, and, and with the pandemic and it being, there's a lot. It was an underdog. Yes. Yeah. In, in the sense of a movie. Um, but like. To get the callbacks we got, and and again, we talked about spoilers, like this, when you rewatch Top Gun as an adult, it is an emotional thrill ride. Oh, yeah. And to get to watch Maverick, well, and Maverick's, Top Gun Maverick, and Maverick's character finally get some closure. Yeah. And uh, and some kind of mental health. With multiple people. Yeah. It was good for his soul. You didn't, 
in 80s movies, if there wasn't a sequel, you didn't get stuff like that, right? It, it yeah, ended right. as a thrill ride, and that's what it was. It was cool. Yes. And this one, it, it had everything. It had it every everything you wanted in a, just a solid A-plus movie. Yeah, and, and I feel like straight out of the gate, when the movie, I remember just sitting there in the theater, and I actually, I was so excited, but I kept, like, for a week leading up to it, I kept, like, managing my expectations. I'm like, I could be let down. This is, this could be bad. But like the second I sat down and you hear. Yes. Yeah. It like eat ch chills, man. It was like, like I turned to the person I went. Oh. <laughs> I, I, did, I grabbed my I grabbed my wife's hand and I'm just like it's happening <laughs> this is like it, I was so excited and then I just I feel like you get that like you get that emotion and then you get the 80s callback of this oh, one of the best guitar solos like it's oh, just so sure. good it's just and I feel like this whole movie had those different feels in it that called back to the 80s but I'll tell you right now, it's the reason I'm not trying to look cool with my aviators. There are multiple times I am trying to look cool. I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm passing it off pretty well. <laughs> but on the other side of it, it's going to block crickets. the moments. Yeah. Put crickets in there. <laughs> it's going to block the moments where uh, this movie in Top Gun Maverick made me misty, like made me emotional and straight out yeah. of the gate when Tom Cruise is in that super sick test plane. And he's trying to do Mach 10. And yeah. and then he's just like, typical Maverick, I need to push it further. Let's take it yeah, to the point of no return. And yeah. when he did that, and you hear him in the moment where it's just like a potential life or death situation, whisper, talk to me, Goose. Yeah. <laughs> like, I seriously, I'm just like, we're five minutes into this movie and you're going to like, I'm so nostalgic from the original movie that like, it got me emotional. And I was just like, Man, it, it hooked me. Hook, line, and sinker in oh, the first five minutes. Just with that line, just with feeling that like, oh, this man's almost 60 years old and he's still pushing the limits. Yeah, yeah. thousand percent. Like I was like, oh, this is what this is going to be. This mm -hmm. is going to be a, a ride, a, th a journey on this. This is not just jet jet music and uh, or jet jet fighting and that amazing music this is gonna be a movie yeah um and then and then that what a couple of minutes later i don't want to i think it's one of the funnier parts of the movie but you know he walks into that that restaurant and the, yeah. know, the kid says his line and it just was <laughs> it also like this the it this movie has a good way of like uh, managing your emotions too, yes. kind of yeah. bringing you back down, and and it it was just really great. Um, I do want to talk about Top Gun in in a in a way because we did do our v uh, villains in an episode. Yeah, and I had oh, I know uh, where Michael, you're going. Yeah, I had Michael <laughs> Ironside. Yeah, and I after that episode, you know, we might down the road maybe do remixes of some of these and say, hey, if you could do it over, who would you pick? And I was like, maybe I rushed a gun on, on Ironside. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Even in this one, he's not a bad guy. But his boys, come with me. You know, you need to yeah. go see Viper. Like, my, I clenched. My butt yeah. clenched. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. And then I love that guy. I want, give me some butts. You know, but like Ironside <laughs> is still terrifying. Yeah. And he, he very much in that first movie, he was the main voice. That when he was trying to set the tone for how how potentially dangerous a mission is yeah. to hear the Michael that that I can't even do it. 
like it's such a booming resonating but quiet like you have to lean in yeah and to hear what he's saying and yeah the fact that his call sign is jester like <sighs> it's such a great name for him right. and the way he presents himself um but yeah i have i'm glad you went there because i have in my notes loved viper i thought viper was sick he had oh, the yeah. coolest flat top yeah like i just mustache. thought he, yeah the mustache yeah. everything was on point with that guy and jester he just i i knew that he was jealous of the the flying potential of maverick oh, and like sure. and i feel like I, I, he just yeah michael ironside is just so good at you not liking him but he's yeah. so necessary in the in the storyline and yeah to name him jester was just uh <laughs> was was great but those two i feel like they did such a good job in that original movie um and, and set the tone for kind of being the the mentors to yeah. this arrogant young pilot. I yeah. thought that that was very cool. And kind of, you know, if we saw this movie as a journey, you'd see them um, continue to uh, mentor Iceman. Yeah. You know, because then we see his character arc in Maverick, mm -hmm. um, which I thought, again, beautifully done. And mm -hmm. just, you've watched... You you actually was on your top list of um I think movies you you loved actually top five was Val the oh documentary. yeah in our, in our first episode yeah, yeah. and yeah. so I I can't imagine I haven't seen it yet I do want to I know it's I think that's gonna be emotional as well so uh, but I can't imagine how you felt seeing him in this you know I, just I, so cool I uh, it was another scene where I was like I was expecting. Like when they show in Top Gun Maverick, when you first see Iceman in the portrait, I was like, okay, that's all we're going to get. That's all we'll see. And, yeah. and then they yeah. showed a text message between Maverick and Iceman. I'm like, okay, that's a cool way to do it. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But then when, yeah, when he gets in trouble and like needs to talk to the, the Admiral or whatever, and he goes and knocks on a door, I'm like, oh, are we really, is this really going to happen? Right. And I loved the tone that was set in the movie by the wife saying, I think she just said simply, it's back again. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, okay. They're establishing that he's struggling, the character struggling with cancer, but also the fact that he really is in real life or was like he's in remission now. Um, but yeah, to when he walked into that office and you see Iceman and Maverick back together after almost 40 years. <sighs> Chills. Chills. Again, yeah. <laughs> one of those aviator moments where I'm just like, thank you for <laughs> covering up my eyes. Um, <laughs> But the way that they depicted him being able to type through the computer, but then to actually have dialogue with him, yeah. um, I think just like you said too, you you made mention to that emotional scene straight out of the gate, and then him crashing the plane, and then the little boy saying, "You know, you're here on Earth." <laughs> yeah. um, that it gave you this levity after yeah. such an extreme moment. This was the same way too, where you're having such emotion, and then they jokingly are just like, who's the best pilot? And they're just yeah. like, let's not ruin the moat. Tom like, Cruise like, let's not ruin it. Yeah, it yeah. was so good. It was so yeah. sweet. And I am 100%, if, if, if listeners can't tell from the fact that David and I, call it a bromance, call it whatever you want. Like, I, I love in cinema when you see the machismo dropped from characters and you see a bond between two men. Because yeah. I feel like that that's something that for the longest time, wasn't in movies. Like, you didn't right. get that emotional side. 
you got the hardened training montages. You got the running on the beach with Rocky and Apollo. <laughs> you yeah. got, you know, you got Iceman and and Maverick in the original movie who touch a little bit on their emotions, but in this one, oh God, it was so good. And yeah, I he just, tells them, you know, you need to let go. It's time, yes. you yeah. know. And like we didn't get that in the you know, he was um like after Goose died, obviously, you know, Val's character kinda kind of mentored Maverick a little bit too. Like, Hey, I know I'm Iceman and this mm -hmm. and that, but I know you're hurting. And I know, yeah. but like you said, they were competing for that top control fee. Then after they graduate, it's like, this is the real, there is no, th this is the sky for real. Right. Yeah. I mean, it always was, but you know what I mean? Um, like to get the, that full circle moment between those two as well, just these grown adult men who've been through a lot and Maverick is obviously still stuck in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's like, I think Val's character is with his health struggles and everything in both the movie and in real life. It's like, live in the present as much as you can. Yeah, because absolutely. Because it doesn't last forever. Mm -hmm. um, oh, my God. Thank God I'm wearing these aviators. <laughs> <laughs> Another soggy popcorn bucket here. Um, but I I loved, you know, hit... Yes, Maverick was awesome. Goose mm -hmm. was the comedic relief. Iceman, Val Kilmer, cold as ice because he flies like like he give was me your sick. Best, give me your best Iceman chump. <laughs> I feel like that that's something that needs to come back. I have soft teeth. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, just shattered all to, of his though. molars. <laughs> no, like he, yeah, I would agree with you. I feel like. Uh, Val Kilmer had such an intensity in that yeah. first movie. Uh, he was so cool. That blonde flat top, very yeah. like Ivan Drago-esque. Yes, that's <laughs> a great point. Yeah. yeah, he was so intense and just, yeah, that whole scene when they're in the locker room and just face to face and he just, like, yeah. it was so intense. Like he, uh, like, I feel like they depicted that rivalry so, so well. Um, and I do think that that was the first movie for me where I was like, oh, Val Kilmer is amazing. Like Val yeah. Kilmer is cool. He's mysterious. He's edgy. Um, he has this intensity to him. Um, so to see that character arc in Top Gun Maverick where he's the level-headed one, yeah. he's trying to, you know, teach a lesson to his best friend, knowing his best friend, like you said, is stuck in the past. I don't know. I'd be curious to see an interview with Val Kilmer about how he feels about the closure in in the Top Gun saga over the past 36 years, yeah. um, because I thought it was absolutely beautiful. I, I don't know how you could have done that any better than it was done. Yeah. Um, well, they're going to do a third one, and, and he already confirmed he's going to be brought back as like a... <laughs> A uh, force ghost. So uh, <laughs> he's going to be flying alongside Maverick's jet. <laughs> yeah, JJ uh, Abrams directing, and uh, a lot of uh, solar flares. Um, <laughs> he's going to be the Qui Gon in this Obi Wan journey. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> talk to me, Goose. <laughs> talk, to, talk to me, Ice Man, and they'll both appear. Uh, I um also, you know, we're talking about the first one. I love how in the second one, in the first one, it's a throwaway line. Young mm -hmm. David, adult David didn't get it until Top Gun Maverick came out. But they kept, they, I think they said it maybe twice. Like you had a, a, like a basically like a, a one-nighter with the admiral's mm -hmm. daughter. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, that's Penny. Oh, we told her all about Penny, right? Yeah. And uh, and then 
Jennifer Connelly is Penny yeah. in this movie. Just their romant, romantic comedy in this movie and her yeah. having a daughter and him jumping out the window and all that. Like, I felt like even that could have been bad. Mm-hmm. And it was a, just a just a beautiful, like, sentiment. Yeah. Um, to this movie. Yeah. That, that doesn't have to just be action. Yeah. It, it, again, this one movie had everything just like Top Gun did, but I feel like this one just was just I don't know, more 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 meaningful because we got to see him kind of and the relationship that has been strained uh, with Miles Teller, uh, mm-hmm. Goose's son, and what you know Maverick did to 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 him um, by holding him kind of back, and uh, and then the the Val Kilmer full circle relationship. I was going to talk about that. Sorry, I'm kind of jumping around, but like I, I too wonder how Val Kilmer's Iceman feels like you know when he's talking to Maverick and like. Maverick's, and I know their their age difference in health, but Maverick's still doing it. He's yeah. still getting to fly. He's still getting to do what Iceman loves. Iceman can't do it anymore. And I just always just find that sad, mm-hmm. but yeah. also beautiful. And it just like it made me really kind of think about how he's again trying to get Maverick to. You got to live for the now, man. Right. You Goose would want you to. Yeah. Miles Teller's character, his son would want you to, even though he's mm-hmm. pissed at you. Goose's wife would want you to. I want you to. Jennifer Connelly, Penny would want you to. Like, right. you are keeping yourself stuck, and you're you're pushing the limits in these cockpits is one thing, but that's it. You need to start feeling outside of right the cockpit. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. I I totally agree. I I thought they did a great job of clearly depicting that it's like this is a man who's been invested in his service and invested yeah. in in his um his rank in his uniform and nothing outside of that and yeah. that the only thing that and cuz even if you think about it his his relationship with Rooster, you know, Goose's son was centered around keeping him out of the like the Top Gun program, keeping yeah. keep, like preventing him from becoming a a pilot yeah Yeah. Yeah. and so even that relationship he has with rooster is not like a father to son normal relationship it is totally centered around him being in a plane and like that i think it really depicts that like that's maverick's life that's his lane is is what happens in that cockpit um which is amazing and and how they did that and to and to a um a fault right he always kept himself at a uh a ranking, mm-hmm. but even they said, I think in the in both Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick, like you could have already been with your skill level way past. Yeah, like, you should have so many badges mm-hmm. and this and that, <laughs> and, and like you know we're sending you back to Top Gun. Oh, I never thought they'd invite me back. It's called orders, you know. Like <laughs> yeah. he just lives this kind of in his own bubble, but he also doesn't want what happened. He still carries Goose's death on him. He doesn't want that to happen to anyone else. He doesn't want to teach anyone else like that. Like you know, so he he he, he limits himself yes. too, even in his own thing that he loves. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like he's in that first opening scene. He's like, he's like, he's he's fine w- with dying. It yeah. almost feels like. You yeah, know? I agree, and I almost feel like uh, you kind of get glimpses of that in this movie. Where he feels as if like he his life should have been taken instead of Goose's life, oh um, for sure. And that like he that I feel like it goes back to when we talked about um 
uh, at Forrest Gump in a previous episode of the Gary Sinise's character showing his great grandfather father himself like dying on the battlefield. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> yeah. scene. That, like that, I feel like for Maverick, he's like Lieutenant Dan. He's like, I want to die in a blaze of glory at the edge of the atmosphere doing Mach 10. <laughs> like yeah. that's what he wants. And and I think, yeah, we get that we get that so much in this movie, especially in the first few minutes of like he hits a record, he he takes this plane to this brink and that's not enough. Like right. that like he he just pushes it so far. Um but yeah, the emotional we did not get really the emotional side of Maverick in the first movie because it's an not, 80s movie like not it's just... even i mean i'm crying as goose is being dead airlifted out of the water and then yeah. the next scene we see maverick stone cold face in the bathroom though but i mean <laughs> well that it's reminds like me as I, I did a rewatch recently of it and viper i mean it's like <laughs> get him flying again right yeah, that's what he he's says just, he's like get he's him back a... in the air yeah and i think he tells him is to pretty much get over it and i'm just like <laughs> He like, just held a dead body like, in his hand. Like, yeah, I don't think this one's like getting back on a bike. You no, know? like yeah. he's not going to lose his flying skill. He's, I, I know he could be more trepid up there, but it's like, give him a a minute to 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 grieve. You know. Yeah. Well, and uh, I think that that's why in this new one, I loved the fact that because yeah, he was supposed to be. He's in he's in Top Gun. He needs to make it through it. He needs to do these critical missions in the first movie. Yeah. But yeah, you have a superior officer telling him to suck it up and rub dirt in it, move along, that he doesn't get to show those emotions. But in this one, yeah, there are so many different times, especially when him and Rooster, when him and Miles Teller interact with each other, where Rooster will say things that just like cut Maverick straight to the core. Yeah. That just hurt him so much, and that you can tell that for almost forty years, it is trauma that he has carried, and this oh, young yeah. man is just hitting that trauma over and over again. And Miles Teller, I feel like, you know, I was going to joke at the beginning of this episode that it's just this is going to be a thank you Tom uh, Tom Cruise uh, episode. That I feel like it's going to be a thank you to every you know thank you Val Kilmer thank you Miles Teller that like there are no apologies in here at all like yeah. it's just Miles Teller and I think you said it earlier it, this could have been cast poorly this could have yeah. like to have a young goose it could it could have gone absolutely horribly but Miles Teller channeled Anthony Edwards. Uh -huh. Like he yeah. looked like he could legitimately be his son and he carried that bitterness that you would expect a young son who, when you rewatch the first Top Gun, that little boy that's on the piano when they're singing Great Balls of Fire looks like he's like three or four. Yeah. Um, so he he never knew his father. Like he he doesn't know, um, yeah, he just doesn't know who his, his dad is, but all he carries is, is bitterness that this man who is... The pilot killed my dad. Um, and, and held me back. Yeah, and held me back. And he doesn't know why. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and call it what you want. I'm I'm a I'm not into passing of the torch with the characters I love. I'm maybe I'm selfish, maybe I'm stubborn, but like and we'll do Indiana Jones, especially with the new one coming out in the future, but like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, yes, that movie was flawed anyways, but like I don't need Shia LaBeouf to be putting on Indiana Jones hat. I don't need any of that. Mm-hmm. This I Miles Teller was not past. This was not that either. No, I'm I'm I was I was on board for Tom Cruise doing the um, training himself mm -hmm. and showing that it can be done, and he's going to lead the mission. 
sorry, that's what I wanted anyway. Yeah, like yeah. this is his movie. This is this is what it is. You know, I'm glad that everyone else got their their turn on stuff. But like, if if, if it was Cruz just sitting on the sideline, that's not Maverick no. still to me. No. You know, um, but I did love their relationship, and I think you had a great point. We all got joy in the watching Rooster do the Great Balls of Fire on the piano. And then you realize this is a PTSD moment for yeah. Maverick. And, I th- and yeah. you know, again, I'll say it. Like, yeah, people want to knock on Tom Cruise. He gives off some of the best moments with just his facial expression. Yeah, I no feel. line. Yeah. You know. I, I 100% agree with you. When he was outside of that bar and he just is looking in, it was so well done because, like, everybody, for them to go between the bar and then the outside beach... That you have all of this energy, and I feel like it's a throwback too. That was a super sweaty scene. <laughs> like I feel like everybody in the that bar, scene, yeah, super sweaty. No, in the, like I feel like in the in the bar, oh, where they're singing yeah. balls of fire, yeah. they're all glistening in that. Yeah, so shiny. That, but I feel like to go from that fun intensity throwback, like you were saying, to then showing, I feel like at one point Maverick had to like grab a banister. Yeah, like he, he was he, just he, so shaken. Yeah, yeah, and and then to see Jennifer Connelly's character as Penny. Like look at that all these young pilots singing and she, and she smiles and then sees Maverick and she's like oh my goodness like this is thirty six years later serious. still hits him to the core yeah right? he and you know he carries it with him not being at um wherever I can't remember where Top Gun school is in in California but you mm-hmm. know he, now he's had to set back foot in yeah. this place that mm-hmm. he had some of the memories that he no pun intended or corny or whatever that he flew away from, um, you know, but now he's he stepped there, you know. I will say, too, as we talk about our aviators and and the other differences, like we were talking about how Tom Cruise, this character in the beginning is like Mach 10. I don't care if I explode in this plane. That's where I know that I, I really am just the aviators. There's a scene in Grumpy Old Men where he goes, hey, his son goes to uh, to the one of the Grumpy Old Men. You should date so-and-so. Oh, she died. At a pancake breakfast. I think that's how she wanted to go. That's how I want to go. I don't want to die Mach 10 up in yeah. the air. I want to die on maple syrup and butter and, and I'm good, you know? So that's where I know as I watch Top... That's why I love these movies too. Yeah. That's why I love these these guys as well. Like we've got Tom Cruise, we've got Harrison Ford. They're actually flying and Tom Cruise is doing his own stunts in these movies. Yeah. Like they're taking it even beyond the characters they play. Absolutely. It's so cool. It so is. So I'm I'm happy to escape in that way and, yeah. and watch them do it for two and a half hours. So then, you know, I guess so that's living vicariously, you know, it's 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 so much fun because they do it so well. Yeah, I agree with you. And and I feel like I'm the same way too. In the back of my mind, I feel like even as a kid and as an adult, I feel like if I ever had the opportunity to go up in a a plane and for a professional pilot to tear me around, I would totally do it. Um, I feel like if I ever had the opportunity to go to space, I would totally do it. But then at the same time, I feel like sometimes the anxiety I deal with sitting on the couch and I don't know why. <laughs> I couldn't imagine the true anxiety of being in a cockpit doing like Mach 5, Mach 6 and the brain drain or the blood drains from your brain and you yeah. lose consciousness. So I feel like I might be all talk when it comes to that. But where you and I are the James Corden it was, and for anyone who haven't, hasn't watched those with top with Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise actually flies him around and and, yeah. and all this that I mean I and he, there is one where he takes him skydiving and and James Corden goes on this plane is there a meal service and I just like <laughs> yep those are what I'd be thinking about like uh, you yeah. know well can, like I feel like that that's something 
in this in Top Gun Maverick, um, I feel like this will give me a break from some of the emotional stuff to talk about specifically the fight scenes or like the flying scenes. I'll tell you what, when you rewatch the first one, it, it was it was cool because they did film actual Navy pilots and they rented yeah. Navy equipment and and did those fight scenes. But when it was the cockpit, it was a cockpit on a soundstage that they're just shaking around. And yeah. but you didn't realize that in 1986, like you felt right. invested in it. But I'll tell you what, um, in this movie, the fact that they panned back a little bit and you see the wings and you see the outside of the cockpit. When I watched that first trailer where it shows Maverick go inverted, you know, yeah. and then pull these crazy G's and you see the air vaporize over the wings. It's insane. Oh my God, it was yeah. insane. And you could see his face pull down from the G's. Um, it was mind blowing. And then to actually watch it two years after that original trailer in the theaters, every single scene, whether it was a training flying scene or the insane final mission, my goodness, I was, I was, I was holding my chest. Mm -hmm, like I was mm -hmm. edge of my seat, holding my chest, heart rate through the roof, fully invested because it felt dangerous because it was dangerous <laughs> like Dude, i forgot i was in a movie theater yeah like, i am gripping this and I'm, I'm looking at you know my wife is like this is this is unbelievable yeah this is insane and the i love hearing the interviews that the actors have done what tom cruise tom cruise's flight school i think they call it mm -hmm. like what he put him through and like so much throw up and oh well, this person didn't pass out and like for the I liked the football scene. Mm -hmm. Was there a part of me that always wants the volleyball scene? You know, like mm -hmm. I wish maybe I I don't even remember if there was like a nod to the volleyball, like somewhere sitting on the beach. I can't remember, mm -hmm. but I, I liked the football scene. But I love that they they even dedicated like we wanted to look shredded because yep. that's how they looked in the volleyball scene. Like they they these guys respected Tom Top Gun, mm -hmm. and Tom Cruise and fighter pilots. Mm -hmm so much that they were like if you tom if you were doing this we're doing this yes yeah we're not half half button it we're not half doorbell <laughs> ringing it we're uh <laughs> I, want it. Some I need to <laughs> institute that in my life we're not half button this <laughs> uh, top gun you know, three not half button this <laughs> and then top gun four i want some butts why does he say that I don't know, but i can't get out of head but yeah like they just they they all committed and that you saw that in those those jet fight scenes you're talking about. Yeah. Not only were they real, but they trained to make to do them. So they yeah. would so they could be real. Yeah. That's no that's months and months oh, yeah. of training. That's beyond and reading lines, and right? A physical yeah, physically. Toll. Yeah. Because yeah. like yeah. I, I for people who are listening, I don't know if you're aware of this, but that you and um, I are Top Gun pilots. <laughs> <laughs> Codename Flashback and Chocolate Bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the, uh, <laughs> that's got a nice ring to it. Um, but like I, uh, pilots fly so fast and pull so many G's when they make turns yeah. that they wear like the equivalent of blood pressure cuffs on their thighs in Just their, in their flight suit. monitor, yeah. Well, and to literally pump blood. Up oh. back into their upper extremities towards their brain so they stay conscious. Like, oh my God. Because you literally, when they make those dives, the blood drains from their head because gravity is tenfold if you're doing Mach 10. 
and it goes to your feet. It goes to your legs because like, that's just how, that's just what happens in science. And so if you don't have blood in your brain, you're not conscious anymore. <laughs> and an unconscious pilot is, is pretty useless. Um, but uh, yeah, Man, so they- pancake breakfast sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> dying that. with crusty maple syrup I need a on my blood pressure cuff good. but for a different reason <laughs> that's the life of a real pilot and I feel like because these actors had to learn that breathing and had to wear the proper things and be trained by uh, skilled pilots who were in the front seat during all the filming and stuff uh, I felt that I felt yes. every part yeah. of that and it was it was absolutely astonishing <laughs> That's I think we're we've been searching for that word and I think we finally found it. It was so many sequels are fake and a, a cash grab. This was authentic. Yes. And and real and for the fans. And I think Tom Cruise calls it it's this is a love letter to aviation. Yeah. And yeah. it was. I mean I'm a, like I said, I'm more you know, feet on the ground kind of guy. The 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 scenes in the sky were just something else, just yeah. a spectacle, like in its own movie, right? And then back down when when you've got the character development and and the relationships and just the history and the story, just just so like I've said this to someone else, like just so thankful that it was worth the wait. Yes, you yes. know, it's gonna carry on for a long, long time. I think that, yeah. that this oh, is now sure. the benchmark of a fighter pilot movie. That's like, a great that, point. Yeah, yeah, that it, it will not be outdone. So many other movies that try to do this type of lane over the years, CGI everything, and it feels fake. Yeah. But like in this... Jurassic Park World Dominion. I know dinosaurs <laughs> aren't real, but I mean, come on. The, when, when the first Jurassic Park looks better than the one that's on right now, yeah, it's like a problem. CGI wise. Yeah, it, yeah, it's totally a problem. Yeah. Um, but I feel like in this one, especially when they do the final... When they're headed into the final mission and they're flying in that in that canyon, mm. uh, like I I was convinced that I'm just like this has to be CGI. There is no way that they would have taken it to such a dangerous level. But I recently watched behind the scenes stuff. Even those canyon scenes. For people who haven't seen the movie, if you've made it this far into the episode and had everything <laughs> spoiled for you, like there's a scene where they're weaving in and out of this canyon, and there may be there may be like. 50 feet off the off the deck off the wow. tree line that is mind-blowing so kudos to the pilots who truly did these scenes with and, and had the responsibility of having tom cruise in the cockpit with you like such amazing sequences and then i don't know about you but didn't you feel like that this final mission in the movie felt like a hybrid between top gun and mission impossible a thousand percent i'm glad yeah. we got there because i was like man this is a hybrid yeah um and the best way possible mm -hmm. uh it because i love the mission movies are are just incredible and i was like oh my gosh he's taking some of this on here and uh, it really works it fits it fits um it, it turned gave us like this on the on the ground mission a little yeah. bit too and and then got you some emotional pieces as well and it, i i was yeah it uh, I'm gushing over this movie because, man, it's you hear things like 97% on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, isn't that? You go, oh, yeah. no, I thought this yeah. was perfect, which yes. is, I, I don't say, I'm not saying that lightly. Like, yeah, I'm, I thought 
the Batman and then Top Gun Maverick, I could watch just every day, just have mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And just be like glued to it. Yeah. I I would say, and and I felt I felt this way right after I saw the movie and was leaving the theater. And I feel like I've had a, a couple months to th- to think about it since it came out in May. I um I think that this movie is in my top five movies of all time. Oh, like I, yeah. I really do. Um and I feel like with action movies, it it might be like the top two, the top three. Like it, um, it is it is absolutely well done. You got so much emotion, like we've talked about. And um, I know for me, <laughs> I, I feel like we'll see if the aviators can contain this or not. But in the final uh, moments when they're doing the 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 Mission Impossible mission, when much like in the beginning of the movie, when you have Tom Cruise flying on the edge of the atmosphere and trying to do Mach 11 and whispers, talk to me, Goose, yeah. giving you that emotion. <clears throat> when Rooster says, talk to me, Dad, yeah. holy smokes. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many middle-aged grown men just sat there crying next to their wives <laughs> in the theater because it was so emotional. And I feel like for Miles Teller to um, deliver that the way he did, Oh, so good. So, so good. So good. <laughs> and he's he's great, too, as an actor. I mean, he's done so many good films. So to see him in the, as it just casted, I was like, all right, you know. Yeah. Okay. This has got some um, even more credibility. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm glad it was all Tom Cruise and, you know, in, in more ways than one. I'm so happy with that. But I'm glad that the rest of the cast, like I said, I think he elevates um, everyone around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I just Is really that a short enjoy joke? it. <laughs> <laughs> I would never make one of those. Tom Cruise and I, I need to figure out where he makes, gets his shoes. Cause they do make him a little taller. They do. Uh, yeah. So there's some like, lifts going on for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> Aviators and lifts. I'm basically Tom Cruise. I used to I'm surprised you haven't invested in a, like a flight jacket yet with your obsession. With my jacket. Yeah. With your jackets. You need, you need a Top Gun. You need a Maverick flight jacket. I did look at uh, so that like that guys they're called like bomber jackets. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did look. At <laughs> <laughs> and there may be one in the mail. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, girls, you're not going to college. Daddy needs a flight jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think the proper way to end this is, um, you know, flashback, chocolate bear, reporting for duty. <laughs> Are we clear to buzz the tower? Buzz in the tower. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that Thank- was the lamest way to say that. You've ruined it. Eve. Buzz in the tower. Buzz in the tower. <laughs> sure, yes, sure. Buzz in the tower. <laughs> <laughs> We lost all the credibility. <laughs> Everyone up until then believed we were uh, Top true. Gun fighter more pilots. Th- yeah, they thought we were more than the aviators, but we convinced them in the final few minutes. <laughs> That's not true. I'm going to uh, go uh, to the pancake breakfast now. <laughs> sounds good. Uh, well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And until the next time you see us or hear us, be sure to live your life with just a little bit of whimsy. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for tuning in to Bygone Geek. Please rate and review our podcast. And follow us on Instagram at Bygone Geek. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin.